Well, in what is being called a huge blow to the Alberta economy, really the Canadian economy as a whole, mining firm Tech Resources has now decided to withdraw its application for the Frontier Mine Project. Now, this oil sands mining project was valued at some $20.6 billion, that's with a B, and had been awaiting federal government approval. That decision was expected sometime before the end of the month. Let's welcome in Ian Lee, Associate Professor, Sprott School of Business at Carleton University. For more on this, he joins us on Global News Radio. Ian, good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right, uh, first off, the big question everybody is asking, uh, what happened here? Um, I actually believe what the company said, that uh, in terms of its official declaration, that the, um, the uh, no pun intended, but the environment in Canada for natural resource uh, projects had become increasingly hostile, and they decided they didn't want to be caught in the crossfire because there isn't a consensus in Canada uh, concerning uh, the development of uh, natural resources. And uh, so they decided to walk, uh, just as uh, other companies have done and are continuing to do uh, in this space or in this area of our country, of our economy. And uh, this is really, really unfortunate. We're the only major country in the world or country with significant resources that has created uh, such a hostile environment. They're not doing this in the United States. They're not doing this in, um, you know, in, in any resource, uh, other resource uh, economy. And, uh, and yet we're doing it here, even though, and, you know, it's, it, it's argued that this is going to make the world better off, but it isn't because we're, we're talking about uh, subs- shipping this oil or natural gas to Asia, which burns a very large amount of coal, which is the filthiest of the dirtiest of the filthy of all fossil fuels. Oil and natural gas are relatively much cleaner. So we are going to send over oil and natural gas, which is a substitute for coal, and thereby reduce their emissions, uh, uh, total emissions footprint. And, and now we're not going to be doing that with this. And so this, you know, people wrap themselves in the environmental flag, so to speak, and say, well, this is, you know, we're doing this for the, to make the planet better off. But this isn't going to make the planet better off. They're building more coal plants, even in Japan, not to mention uh, China and other countries in Asia. And China is the number one emitter of GHG in the world. It's not Canada. All right. Well, listen, as I mentioned off the top, this is a big, big project that has fallen through nearly a $21 billion. And of course, uh, there's a lot of finger pointing going on now at the Alberta government, at the federal government. Uh, Is there a sense uh, who's going to wear this? Who's ultimately going to be responsible for this falling through? I think that most Canadians, I mean, they don't know that, you know, they don't, they have busy lives. They're not reading every little document that comes out of Ottawa or to companies and, you know, and, and going through with a fine-tooth comb. They understand the Liberals are in power. They were in for four years. They got re-elected. And the government has been speaking, um, um, you know, both um, out of both sides of its mouth. I mean by that they're saying, yes, 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 we want to develop our resources. But by the way, no, 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 in terms of um, new resource development and, of course, the two bills that went through just before the last election, that made it much more difficult to develop uh, our natural resources. So I think the big picture that's emerging is, is that to Canadians is, is that the business sector in this area of natural resource development is reading the tea leaves. They're listening to the speeches and the sentiment coming out of the cabinet in Ottawa, the Trudeau Liberal cabinet, and the Canadians are realizing that this government has created, as I said, a climate that is uh, hostile to economic development in the resource sector. And, and I think that well, some people will say that's great. 
I mean, when you say lay the blame, uh, you know, devout environmentalists will say, rah, 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 this is fantastic. For those who aren't um, so dismissive of the thousands of jobs that would have been created or the $70 billion of revenues over the lifespan of the project going into in taxes to the federal and state and provincial government, those people will say this is not a good day for Canada. Others on the other side will say this is a great day. Are we going to hear reverberations uh, from this uh, for some time? Uh, do you believe that this uh, truly is a, a statement on uh, Canada and whether or not, I guess, we're quote-unquote uh, open for business, whether it be the resource sector or could it bleed into uh, other areas as well? Well, it might. It could. Um, because I, I don't, uh, you know, the business world, the international business world, I'm talking investors. And when I say investors, I'm not just talking about rich people. I'm talking about corporations, who uh, multinational, large corporations that have large amounts of cash to invest in different countries, look at the different countries where they can invest. And um, we, we don't have um, a natural right to those uh, foreign uh, investors' money. They look at each country, and, and because capital is increasingly mobile, and that sounds paradoxical because people think, how can a plant be mobile? Well, companies can run the plant down, you know, and not reinvest in it, and at the end of its life cycle, shut it down. That's what GM's doing in Canada in the auto industry. That's what Ford's been doing. So companies can exit, and, and they can also exit in a different way. They can say, you know what? I'm not going in there in the first place. And so we are sending a message that is, um, I mean, it's unfriendly to uh, people with, and companies with large amounts to invest when they're saying, gee whiz, you know, I can go and invest in other countries that are much more hospitable, that are much more open and uh, want our investment. I mean, obviously the number one source of foreign direct investment in the world is the United States. And that's, that's World Bank data, IMF data. They attract more foreign capital than any other country in the world, including China, because it's seen as a place that's open for business. What we're doing is sending the exact opposite message. I mean, ironically and paradoxically, I think Donald Trump must be sitting there every night saying, Thank God we got Justin Trudeau in Canada sending that foreign capital down to us. Okay, is it fair, though, to lie this all at the feet of the federal government or the Trudeau uh, government? I mean, I think, uh, you know, we want to be... environmentally responsible, responsible stewards of the environment, uh, as it were. And is it possible, maybe just maybe, because it's kind of curious, isn't it, that uh, Tech Resources decided to pull out before the ultimate decision approval was made, which, again, was scheduled for the end of the month. Is it possible, do you think, Ian, that they looked at this $21 billion and got, I don't know, cold feet or something? I think, and I'm being very fair, first off, government set the climate. The national government, whether it's the national government of the United States or Germany or U.K. Uh, or Canada, sets the climate and the signal to the, to the, to the corporate world in terms of investment. And, and secondly, I think that what happened, this was a high-risk project to start with. I don't dispute that. And, of course, the oil prices aren't as high as they want them to be. But people have been saying, oh, well, this is falling going down the, tu- uh, you know, the tubes because of oil prices. Well, if that's the case, then all oil uh, investments around the world would be collapsing. And that's absolute nonsense. That is absolute, factual, statistical nonsense. They are, as we speak, doing new oil exploration in the United States, in Russia, in other countries. So they looked at it. Yes, it's high risk because it's a more expensive type of oil that requires more processing. Yes, oil prices aren't where they are for sure. And then they looked at the economic climate here, the the philosophical climate of the government, and said, you know what? We're going to run into a whole world of grief if we go forward with this large amount of money because this government will start 
would appear, I think they made the judgment, that the government will change the rules after they go in, as they've done already several times in the last four years, where they've made the rules more stringent after the uh, project was approved on the basis of a given set of rules. And companies hate uncertainty. And so they looked at that and said, you know, I can't trust the government to keep the rules of the game the same that we approved the project under, and we'll go somewhere else where we can make an investment of this magnitude, which is gigantic, and we'll invest it somewhere else where we know we're confident that we will not be subject to people playing games, changing the rules, and, and, and engaging in backdoor, incremental um, a nationalization of the project. Yeah, just uh, project. finally, and let me uh, ask you this question, just how damaging, how bad is this for the Alberta economy, the uh, Western uh, economy? It's obviously uh, more bad news, and there's been so much talk uh, late last year, the so-called Wexit movement. I mean, this has got to, you would think, uh, stoke those fires uh, a little more if uh, you know there's grief coming the Trudeau government's way or a blame being pointed at them for this. I completely agree. In fact, I, I have relatives out there in Saskatchewan and Alberta, and they were already madder than madder than I'll get out before. This is just going to be more gasoline on the fire. Um, Alberta, especially Alberta, is completely dependent. When people say, well, you know, just, just diversify and change your economy, that's as fatuous as telling Ontario to, you know, everything you're doing, well, kind of forget about it and go off in a new direction. You just don't change economies. And when I say overnight, you don't change. It takes generations, as in 50, 70 years to transform a place. I mean, I've been through the Rust Belt in the States that elected Donald Trump, and they, they rusted out in the 70s, and they're still rusted out 50 years later. You just don't reinvent an economy, notwithstanding Elizabeth May and others saying, oh, well, we'll just snap a finger, we'll just do some renewables, and presto, abracadabra, we've got a brand new economy that employs everybody. It doesn't work that way. And Alberta knows their back is against the wall, their lives, their livelihood is on the line. And so I think that this is going to get a lot nastier before it gets nicer. All right, Ian Lee at the Sprott School of Business at Carleton University. Ian, thanks as always for the time. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it.